podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on a Monday here to recap the weekend that was. And joining me as they do every single Monday, Jamie Steyer. Hello, I am here without a ranking of Big 12 mascot costumes. And I'm sorry for everyone else. And I'm sorry for myself. Sorry, Jamie. I know you were really looking forward to Halloween uh, mascot costumes, and uh, and no one no one did it this year. No one did it this year. Uh, also joining us as usual, Andy Mitz. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know if my voice is going because I'm getting sick or because I was uh, yelling at the uh, KU Iowa State game on Saturday. But uh, either way, uh, hopefully it's not too bad for you guys. Are you, are you saying you were like invested in the KU Iowa State game? Hey, that game was a whole lot closer than it had any business being. In the fourth quarter. On that, we can agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, we're not going to spend much time on that game. And I don't want to sit here and recap every game today. Uh, it's not how I want to handle today. Today, we're going to look at things from more of an overview of where things stand after a weekend that uh, really kind of leveled things in the Big 12. Before I make my grand point that I'm going to start hammering every week until it's proven wrong, let's start with a topic I think is really interesting. TCU Baylor. There's one game I want to recap. It's TCU utterly blowing out Baylor. I don't care if the final score was a 10-point difference. Congrats to Baylor to scoring some points in the second half. It didn't matter. That's not a comeback. It wasn't done. Like, Baylor's comeback. At t- no. They, TCU was up 30-7 to at halftime. How the overhit in this game, I don't understand. How, and Baylor's defense has played well this season. How TCU's offense looked the best it's looked all season against Baylor, I don't understand. Props to TCU. Baylor looks like a garbage fire. I just, I don't, like, I I really came away from the game, and I didn't get to watch a lot of it because I was watching OSU Texas and taking my girls trick-or-treating, so sorry. Um, but um, I really don't, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Can anyone explain to me what happened with TCU Baylor that this game turned into what it became? Well, I can't explain anything, but I think that it just is, I mean, last year, or, last year last week was just chaos for Baylor you know we've got people coming out saying they're going to be done for the season and then in the same breath basically saying wait no just kidding everyone's still playing we're all good and you show up and they might as well have been done for the season I mean if everyone is very clearly not on the same page there and that goes for on the field off the field whatever it's just it seems like chaos Look, TCU benefits every year, it seems, from it having one game where the opposing team just has absolutely no idea what's going on and completely discombobulates themselves prior to it. Last year, it was the Kansas game where Khalil Herbert quit on the team three hours before game started. This year, it's Baylor. Baylor, I have no idea what's going on. That that defense is a mess right now at this point. And it seems like they just, like, everything that I said last week about TCU and having too many guys trying to, you know, figure out what it is that they're doing and pulling in a bunch of different directions, it seemed like they all figured it out this week, whereas Baylor inherited all those issues. I have no idea what's going on with that team. The defense looks actually atrocious. Like you said, they got it back within 10 points. But when you're down 30 to nothing early in the second quarter, there's absolutely no reason to think that you're going to come back and win that game. And TCU, 
you know, really just kind of shut it down, just went super conservative in the second half. And Baylor was able to get close, but nowhere near close enough that it ever seemed like they were actually, you know, challenging to try to win that game. I don't know how much to take away from the fact that TCU's thus far this season has two wins and they're over the two teams in the conference that they want to beat the most year in and year out, Texas and Baylor. Um, Looked dreadful against Oklahoma, dreadful against Kansas State. They had a weird game against Iowa State where they got a close game because they played quarterback musical chairs. I just like this is a TCU team. Like, would it shock me if they won another game? No. Would it shock me if they lost their last four games of the season? No. Like, I think this was at the end of the day, two not very good teams. Baylor, the worst of the two, because at this point, Baylor's only win is over Kansas, and we don't know how much we credit we give to teams for beating Kansas. It's a zero, by the way, in case anyone didn't know and hasn't listened to the show before. Zero is the amount of credit we give you. I just like the this was just the most start. I was so, like when this when the Vegas line opened for this and the over under was at like fifty. I was like under all day. There's no way this game should hit the over. And yet TCU almost did it all on their own. And I, props to TCU. Baylor looks like a mess. I, I just I, and I don't I don't know. I'm getting this out of the way in part because I don't want to spend a lot more time on this, but also because I don't know how much more we're going to talk about these teams this this season unless they get. Um, some big wins. I don't mean that bad. Like we're getting to the point in the season where it's time to start talking about the things that determine who's going to win the conference, unless someone just does something awesome, like Kansas beat somebody um, or Texas Tech beat somebody. But props to TCU for the big win. Um, they've now beaten the two teams they like the least in the conference, and TCU or in Baylor and Texas. And we'll see if they get another win for Baylor. This is going to be a long year, a long year. Um, okay, so let's move to the game, or the two games that matter the most. And I don't want to do the recap here. I want to say this. Yes, I'm an Oklahoma State fan. Um, I'm going to give Tom Herman credit for on the, the drive that let Texas go ahead in the fourth quarter. Um, not giving up, not settling for a field goal, going for the touchdown, going for the touchdown, going for the fourth down multiple times, and getting the touchdown to go ahead, and then eventually going on to win the game in overtime. Full credit for them. I'm going to give Texas credit for when given the opportunity, taking advantage of them to be able to get this big win for them. Which is, can we, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, That game and that victory do not change my opinion of Texas. In at all. Period. They don't. If if that game, if what happened, if that victory changes your opinion of Texas, uh, let me just give you some, some information here. I wish you outgained Texas by 243 yards. It's the first time it's ever happened in the Gundy era in a loss. Okay. That's 243 yards in a loss. At the end of regulation, Oklahoma State had 529. Texas had 277. Oklahoma State had 31 first downs. Texas had 16. Oklahoma State had 400 passing yards. Texas had 154. Nothing about this game, except for the turnovers, and Texas being able to take advantage of them because them also being in really good spots indicates that Texas should have won this game. Nothing. I don't come away from this game going, you know what, Texas is about to go on a run. Texas won a game that was in large part gifted to them by Spencer Sanders and mistakes by Oklahoma State. From turnovers to 
<laughs> hitting the punter when he didn't need to, to some suspect uh, referee decisions at, toward the end of the game, including overturning a catch that was a catch and a PI call that was questionable at best. Congrats to Texas. Of of all teams, poor sweet Texas on, on getting a, a win that they probably shouldn't have had uh, uh, against a top t- team on the road. Good Good for you, Texas. Good job. Is Texas going to lose again? Yes, they are going to lose again. They are not going to the Big 12 title game. Just, I'm sorry. Um, but congrats on your win on today. Um, and we'll talk about Oklahoma State in a minute. Um, but yeah, I just, congrats to Texas. That's it. That's all I have. Like, I, I, nothing about that win changed my opinion of Texas. Do, any, do either of you feel any differently about Texas after that game? Well, I mean, they had a 3% win, like they had a 3% win chance. They had a smaller like percentage to win than Indiana did last week. You know, it's one of those things where if it's like you said, you know, if something like that changes your opinion of a team, you know, great, you're entitled to your opinion. But when there's basically no shot at them winning and they do it, I mean great but it mostly comes down to just some fortune on their side it's really i mean they the rest of the game fine they did some good things but not to be deserving of the win frankly yeah this was not texas being clutch this was texas being gifted through a combination like you said of oklahoma state issues and referee like more and more questionable refereeing decisions and like you know, that's honestly, that's my biggest takeaway is like, that's where it finally solidified for me just how bad Big 12 officiating has been this year. It has been absolutely awful. And Philip, if I may, I want to take us off on a tangent because I'm sick and tired of Big 12 refs. Like, it's always been kind of a meme that everybody, you know, talks about. There's the Big 12 refs Twitter account for a reason. But this year, it's like, it's like putting it on steroids. You know, there have been now two games specifically where while it was not the only reason that the game turned, it was definitely one of the biggest reasons because a critical moment, bad call, immediately flipped the result of that game. That's this game against Oklahoma State. I can count three different ones. Uh, you know, the, the, the Oklahoma State-Texas. There's three different spots in this game where a bad call by the refs literally turned the game and allowed Texas. And, and the fact they had to get all three of those in order to be able to win the game also says something about how poorly Texas also played in this game. But... The other game, the West Virginia-Baylor game, Baylor lost that game because of an absolutely atrocious call that was upheld on replay where Baylor had scored a touchdown and that game went into overtime. Like, that was one of those. It was late in the game. It absolutely was an awful call that should have gone the other way. But, you know, even in, in this last week, we saw all kinds of examples of the Big 12 refs just either, like, shirking their entire responsibility in the Iowa State-Kansas game there was a, a fumble where the guy caught it, fumbled it. They didn't want to have to make a call whether he pinned the ball to his hip to regain possession before Iowa State grabbed it and went the other way with it. Uh, so they just said, oh, ne- never mind. You know, he took three steps with the ball, but it's an incomplete pass. Like, they are actively making horrible calls, and I'm, I'm honestly sick and tired of it. I don't know what to do about it. I don't want to tune out Big 12 football, but it's at the point where I, it's, it's hard for me to really – read into a lot of these results because they're tainted by the fact that the Big 12 refs are not doing their jobs. I think when you have a conference where so many of the teams are, are as close as they are in the Big 12 as far as like how good they are, it almost it, you get more close games and thus the poor decisions by referees are blown up even bigger. 
And you know, I just I didn't think that 2020 would be that big of a deal for for the rest. I I didn't think coronavirus would matter for refs not being able to do their job well, but they have been awful this season. Period. And I hate bitching about the refs. God, I get so exhausting. It's almost just like fans want to complain about refs, and I get it. But it's not just. I don't just mean this is an OSU fan. I mean this is a Big Twelve fan. I agree. They've been bad. Period. They have just been bad. And it's just looking at and you're watching these games going. And inconsistent. That's the other problem. And I get it. Every ref crew is different, and it drives me nuts. It does. It drives me absolutely crazy that, like, well, this ref crew is going to call the games this way, and this ref crew's like, we need some more consistency across the board. Like, can we please, please? But it's been worse than ever this year. Like, you're getting Jekyll and Hyde kind of situation stuff. And I'm, I'm, I agree with you, Andy. Like, it's, it's kind of making, it's ruining the game when the refs are as big of a part of it as I've ever seen them be. Yeah, I will say it's not limited just to the Big 12 because like East, or like East Carolina got completely robbed in a game against Tulsa this weekend as well. Um, <laughs> Auburn. Like the, the AAC... Auburn's every Auburn win is because <laughs> yeah, of a ref Every Auburn win. Gave them a win. But, but like the AAC actually came out and apologized to East Carolina and said that was the wrong call. And if that had been gotten right, East Carolina would have won the game. But, oh, we're not going to overturn the result, which... Honestly, I think it's the most ridiculous thing ever. I like I understand if it was earlier in the game, but like if if the, you know, flipping that one play directly results in the result of a game changing, I, I think that they should go ahead and do that. But like the the one thing I will say in the Big 12's defense, they actually had four crew chiefs that retired or went off to another conference this year. So they had to replace four different crew chiefs, which is difficult to do and in coronavirus times it's probably difficult, but they knew bringing these guys on, like in this entire issue that we've been dealing with, with all the coronavirus stuff, so, like you have to do more to make sure that your officiating crews are up to snuff. And it, they, they just haven't done enough there. I, I actually blame the officiating office from the Big 12 Conference for a lot of this, because it's pretty clear that these guys either don't know what they're doing or haven't been paying attention enough and haven't been tested enough to make sure that they can apply the rules consistently. Yeah, I mean, well... As far as uh, late game results and apologies, I I would love to direct you to Iowa State's apology wall in our in our complex. But uh, anyway, I was I was gonna say the same thing as far as yeah, they had a huge turnover this year. But I mean, at the same time, I don't know, man. Refing is a crapshoot for everyone right now. It's it's nigh impossible to get people in that aren't already doing it with any level of experience. So you either have people who are extremely young who are being forced through the system so fast because there's such a high need. And so they're coming up to a higher level with way less experience than people have had in the past, you know, couple of years to a couple of decades. And just because so many fewer people are repping. And so it's hard because you have terrible refs and people complain about it. And then fewer people want to ref. And then people complain about that too. And there's not a good solution, but there has to be some kind of solution because it is, it's, it's uh pretty ridiculous. Robot refs. <laughs> oh, I realize it's not practical. Just, but just have eventually. so many cameras on out there. No, okay. That's too expensive. Um, Okay, so obviously Oklahoma State taking their first loss of the season by the conference play and overall uh, to Texas. Also losing their first conference game of the season, Kansas State. I mean, I, I, I thought West Virginia was going to win this game, but oh, oh my. 
So let me say this. My opinion on Kansas State was once Skylar Thompson went down, they were kind of, I don't want to say done for the season, but it was kind of like, all right, well, they, they've had a nice run. It's been a good year. Um, their shot at the Big 12 title game is over. I just didn't think Will Howard could get it done. Now, did I think that they would run into a situation like that? Like, West Virginia's defense is good, and West Virginia's offense had a stellar day, had one of their best days of the season by far. Davey looked great. Uh, Winston Wright Jr. continues to be an underappreciated wide receiver in, in the Big 12. And, of course, Lady Brown is awesome, period. Um so West Virginia had a nice bounce back after a loss to Texas Tech. West Virginia is a good team that's up and down. They're one of those middle-of-the-pack teams in the Big 12 that I think is going to have a nice season, but I mean, <clears throat> they're not going to contend for the conference title. But Kansas State, with this loss to West Virginia, now has their first loss in conference play. And I'm, I'm just, we're going to talk about who's the best team in the conference and who's going to win the conference here in a minute. And I just want to go ahead and get out of the way the fact that I'm not sure. Uh, let me say this. Kansas State has Baylor on the schedule. I think that's their only other win. And maybe I'm you people are gonna say I'm overreacting. Um, because you know they had Will Howard, they got the win over Texas Tech with Will Howard having to come in, they got the win over TCU with him. Congrats. Um they he looked great against Kansas. I haven't bought into the Will Howard stuff yet, and I'm definitely not going to after this this confirmed what I've I've I figured out. Because here's Kansas State's schedule the rest of the way. They get Oklahoma State at home. 3 o'clock this coming Saturday. Take a week off. They go to Iowa State. They go to Baylor. And then they get Texas. Please name for me, everybody, the wins in the rest of that schedule after what you saw on Saturday. Maybe Texas. Just because I don't believe in Texas. I just but I got I Baylor. Mean, That's it. I think it's at Baylor. Like, I think Baylor is that bad. I, do, I think Baylor is in for a really, really rough season. They they might get a little oh, bit. Oh, yes. I think yes. Baylor's off for a bad year. That's it to me. Like, I get Texas. It's a December game in Manhattan. That's the tricky. That's hard. It's cold. But. <laughs> Look, it also, when, when Texas loses to Kansas two weeks before that, you know. <laughs> yes, Andy. They're going to lose all will to live. Tom Herman's going to be done in Texas. Keep like beating that drum, bud. Keep yeah, beating the drum. Exactly. Hey, if I, if I, if I speak it into existence, okay. <laughs> he just beat a top 10 team on the road for the first time in a decade. He's going to get an extension, man. What are you talking about? Not if he loses to Kansas and Kansas State to end the season. <laughs> There's a joke. Um, like I like Kansas State and I love Kleiman and I hope he stays in Manhattan and no one try no one in the Big Ten, Michigan, or anyone else comes and poaches him at the end of this season or the next. Um, but I just I look at Kansas State and I look at Will Howard and he's he's fine and I'm sure there's some Kansas State fans who are going to get who aren't going to like this statement and I understand. It was one loss. You know, they beat TCU. I watched that Kansas State TCU game. A high school team could have beaten that TCU team. They played awful that day. Awful that day. Like, awful that day. You beat Kansas. What's the rule on this show? How much credit do you get for beating Kansas? Zero. None. Zero. Not only that. It seemed like you wanted a response. Not only that, yeah, the final score was pretty big, but they honestly, their offense wasn't that impressive against Kansas. So it's like, yeah. look, look, I actually said in my preview show over on my podcast for that game, the title of that episode was The Reckoning is Coming because we specifically talked about, and I talked about this with a K-State guy, like this Kansas State team does not look very good. It was a matter of time before they fell flat on their face. I didn't think it was going to happen quite so spectacularly against West Virginia, but I figured that they were going to have problems with West Virginia. And unless they scored a whole bunch of points in that game, 
that it was going to happen against Oklahoma State this next week coming up. And so, like, I saw this coming for a while, and I knew that it was, like, I just didn't think it was going to be absolutely this spectacular, and that I wasn't going to get to actually watch it live as it was happening. Okay, so let me just, real quick, I'll give you guys both of these things. Iowa State-Kansas. You are both allowed a couple of minutes to talk about your team. We don't care about Kansas wins. Obviously, that game was closer than the final score indicates until a couple of late scores by Iowa State. Jamie, I know you have some frustrations about that game that you would like to get out. I would like to offer you this safe space to do so. Uh, it's been so long since yesterday that I don't remember what I was ranting about. Um, so we're going to pretend that I... I do have this point to make, and then I'll figure out what I wanted to complain about. Um, Brees Hall gets no national credit, and he really should get a lot more. And I'm kind of, kind of sick of it, kind of upset about it. Now, oh, I remember. Okay, I stalled <laughs> enough. Um, the. Giving up, uh, giving up a return touchdown to Kansas, kind of embarrassing. See, that's why I didn't remember, because I really had to try and put that memory out of my mind, and if you wouldn't have brought that up, I would have been successful. So thank You're you welcome. for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am re-scarred by that. Um, however... However, I, I don't think it's possible for Iowa State to have a game. I would love for them to prove me wrong. I don't think it's possible for them to have a game without one or the other, a return touchdown or an ineligible man downfield. So if we can go out next game and uh, avoid both of those, I don't know. I think we're going to win it all because I just don't think that that can happen. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if he didn't remind you, I was going to remind you because not only did Kenny Logan Jr. return that 100 yards on a kickoff to get them back within 16 points to make that a potential, or I'm sorry, at that point it was within 13 points, to get the, to make that a potential game at that point. Like, Kansas had no business being in this game at this point, but, you know, they, they found ways with, with a lot of their, their freshmen and, like, younger players to really tough out a game here. And yeah, it all kind of all fell apart as, as Iowa State scored a whole bunch of points at the very, very end. But, you know, they were able to get it within 16 points midway through the fourth quarter to really give them an opportunity. Jalen Daniels looked absolutely phenomenal again. I can actually see talent in this kid. The question obviously is going to be whether they can put it all together. Brent Nierman finally has enough guys who have developed enough that they can actually do some things that you can see them potentially having a little bit of success the rest of this year. I don't know if that means successes and wins against you know, a team like TCU or something like that, or if it's just successes and guys are honestly getting better from week to week. Um, but you at least see a glimmer of hope. Kenny Logan Jr., though, I, like I was going to mention that regardless for you, Jamie, because the fact that not only did he return at 100 yards for, for that kickoff return touchdown, but he made two Iowa State players miss so badly that they collided into each other on that, like it made them look absolutely foolish. It was honestly the highlight of the day. That happened. He was running directly towards me where I was sitting because I was actually there. Um, so I got to see that head on with the two guys like coming in from side and like colliding and like falling off. And the look on their faces after that happened was just absolutely made it entirely worth it for me to go to that game, even though Kansas ended up getting creamed. Well, it hurt me, but I'm glad that it brought you that joy. 
I, I will take whatever joy I can get being a Kansas fan. <laughs> and I will not apologize for it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Just awkward silence. I know. No, if I had the copy, I could have uh, segued that perfectly into an ad read for you. <laughs> you guys don't know it by heart after redoing it all the time now? I, to be honest, I'm not sure which one I should have done. But, uh, but no, I probably could have, now that I'm thinking about it. I could have done it while I typed this, I guess. So is it literally going to kick us off after that timer? Knocks down? Should be okay. Yay, now includes another minute. Upgrade! Woohoo! Let's go! You guys at this point Speaking should of know upgrade. the ad read copy. Good <laughs> grief. Speaking of upgrades, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, leave Upgrade that pause your, in there. your wardrobe with home-filled apparel. No. <laughs> Hold on, two things. First off, I'm not going to leave that giant pause in there. Second of all, yes, upgrade your college athletic uh, sports apparel with home-filled apparel. Homefieldapparel.com, creating comfortable, awesome, vintage college sports apparel t-shirts, hoodies, sweaters. This is the most just like rolling with the flow I've ever done on this show. Look, they just wrapped up big new Saturday season one this past Saturday with Alabama. I'm not buying any Alabama gear. It's nothing against Homefield Apparel. It's, no. I literally looked at all of it and was like, oh, it's really good. Like, I don't, I'm not going to, but it's really tempting because it's really good stuff. So I'm just glad no one in my family really loves elephants because then I'd have to have Alabama gear and I really don't want any. Look, I have my Iowa State and my Rolling Rock. I'm going to tell you right now. They have uh, old, like, Memphis State Memphis gear. I am going to have to buy a Memphis shirt. I kind of like their Memphis is that one school. I'm like, yeah, I like when they put it's money. They got smoke this week. Anyways, home field apparel. Look, it's not just about vintage stuff. Like, lots of people do vintage stuff. They put so much time, energy, and effort into researching these schools' history to find awesome stuff. Like, when they finally get an agreement for school, they're not turning around next week and putting out t-shirts. They are putting time energy and effort in finding some awesome awesome vintage logos really creative stuff i'm not kidding i want this memphis state tigers stuff like it's super neat to me i do so go to homefieldapparel.com find a couple things for yourself again it's cold out hoodies sweaters i hear they are super comfortable they also have uh, sweatpants if you're a sweatpants person so you can get a hoodie and the pants you're welcome if you get to check out, use promo code 1012, all cap T-E-N-1-2, get 20% off your first order. If you've been waiting, if you're hoping like maybe they'll add my school. Well, I, the next uh, Big New Saturday doesn't start till like next year for season two. So don't expect a lot of new things added between now and then. So if you want to wait, please. The holiday season's here. Christmas is coming. Do you have a, a family friend who's an Iowa State fan, a Baylor fan, Butler Colgate, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Tulane, Maryland, Garner, Webb, Hope College. Yep. They've got over 90 schools. Some you're just like, I didn't think I would find that one there. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Find yourself some stuff. Use the promo code 1012. 20% off your first order. Free shipping on all orders, $50 or more. Be rocking some awesome, vintage, comfortable college sports apparel this weekend. If that's not the most awkward but effective transition, I don't know what it is. Like, we're just going to roll with it. Um, okay, so getting back to the topic at hand, now that I've renewed our Zoom subscription so that it won't cut us off. Yeah, I'm leaving this in. I'm not leaving the giant gap of time in where I was trying to input credit card information, but I am going to leave this in because it's funny. It's important for people to know that 
we're huge. Yeah, some of the times we get new credit cards because apparently you went to a restaurant that had a problem. And so your bank's like, here's a new card. Then you forget to update things because who can remember every single thing they need to have their credit card information updated on? Like I need a first bank. Not me. First bank that's like, we will do that for you. I will move all of my dollars to your bank. Every penny I have here. We're we're friends now. Um, okay, I don't have a bank to, to, to support, so so good. Um, Kansas State losing, Oklahoma State losing, Texas with a win, Oklahoma blowing out Texas Tech, which is pretty much just like it was the only like Big Twelve game I think we've seen this season. I don't care. Sorry, Texas Tech. Like you're still Texas Tech, but my biggest takeaway is this: um, Oklahoma is winning the Big Twelve. I kind of said this last week. We said who we thought would be in the Big 12 title game. I said Oklahoma and Iowa State. I'm riding my Oklahoma-Iowa State bandwagon hard. And I'm saying Oklahoma is going to win the Big 12 this year. And look, I don't like saying it. I know most of you don't want to hear it. Andy's going to tell me, well, I'm holding out hope. And that's fine. I Hope is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I am. I've been here too long to just be like, I have hope. If ever there was a season that Oklahoma wasn't going to win the Big 12, it was this one. But the two things that had to happen, one or two, one of the one of two things that had to happen for Oklahoma to not make it have now not happened. First off was that Texas beats them in Red River. Texas got four overtimes and couldn't get it done. So that was the first one. The second one was that I'm not picking Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma. I'm not going to do it. You could say it could happen. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to do it. I've been down this road too many times. If you are an OSU fan who's like, they could do it, then you must be new here. Um, so I'm not picking Oklahoma. I'm not picking Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma. Thus, Oklahoma State had to basically get through the season with only a loss to Oklahoma to keep Oklahoma out. Now, here's let me just let me just predict the rest of the season for you. Iowa State will lose one more time, but only one more time, have two conference losses. Uh, Oklahoma will beat Oklahoma State. At the end of the season, we will have a three-way tie between Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Iowa State will beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma will beat Iowa State, and Oklahoma State will beat Iowa State. And you know what we'll come down to? Probably a Texas team who's sitting as the next highest team in the standings. Yep, get ready for it. And it will come to tiebreaker to who beat Texas. Well, I bet Iowa State beats Texas. Oklahoma already has. And that will leave Oklahoma State out. And we will get Iowa State, Oklahoma. And Oklahoma will win the Big 12 again. And we'll have to realize that the last best chance every team not named Oklahoma in the Big 12 had to win the conference this year has gone. And good luck trying to make it happen in the next five to six to 10 or to whenever Lincoln Rally finally goes, I've won enough. I think I'm going to go to the NFL now and make them do whatever I want. That's what's happening. That's what's going to happen. It's, that's just it. So prepare yourselves for it. You may now both tell me why you think I am wrong or just go, shut up. We don't want to hear it. Tammy, I'll let you go first because I think I know what your response is going to be once you stop laughing. Because <laughs> I'm guessing that he... just really got me. I was saying, I'm guessing he actually <laughs> quoted you exactly. You were just going to say, shut up, I don't want to hear it, right? All I want to hear <laughs> is how right I am all the time. <laughs> I still could be. You'd be happy if I was. So let's just hope that I'm the smartest person in the room. Look, here's what it's going to come down to. Because, Philip, I think you're right that Oklahoma is going to beat Oklahoma State at this point. 
um, barring some sort of miracle, Iowa State is going to lose at most one more time. Actually, I'm, I'm counting on them losing once, either, well, most likely to West Virginia to end the season. But at that point, they'll have already clinched most likely a spot in the Big 12 title game. And so it won't matter because guess what's going to happen at this point? I don't think that Texas is going to end up being the fourth team in this conference. Like I said, I, I, I just, nothing from that last game, even though, yeah, hey, top 10 win, all that fun stuff. You know, this is what happened. This happened exactly to Charlie Strong, where everybody thought that they were getting stuff turned around, that things were starting to go well, and then the bottom fell out completely at that point. And, and so, like, this is, you know, this is Tom Herman looking like he saved his job, and now it's all going to fall, fall apart again for them. I, I still think that Texas is going to lose. They will probably lose to Kansas State because that Kansas State defense is going to eat them alive. I just, I just, I don't know why, but I think that's going to happen. It's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be a very poor offensive game for both of those teams. But I just think that Kansas State's going to beat Texas and Iowa State is still going to beat Texas at this point. And so Texas is not going to be there. It's either going to be West Virginia or it's going to be Kansas State that's in that fourth spot. And, you know, that means that, uh, especially if it's Kansas State, that means that Iowa State will have beaten Kansas State and Oklahoma State will have beaten Kansas State at that point. And Oklahoma will be left out because they have lost to Kansas State at that point. So, I mean, that's that to me. Oh, sorry, See, Jamie. Please. I just have to. Oh, I was just gonna say, I just have to yell about being right because the tiebreaker scenarios just make me so confused in my brain that I need, like, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this on fifty percent speed and write out some diagrams to understand what's happening. So I'm just going to yell about myself and I rely on you guys to do the real thinking here. Perfectly But I'll fair. figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll get it. I'll update you when I I, I believe in the case of a three-way tie. I'm going to pull them up right now. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to literally pull up the Big 12 tiebreaker rules because I think I know. If three or more teams are tied, steps one through four will be followed until the determination is made. Okay. Uh, step Step one, the conference records of the three or more teams will be compared against each other in a mini round-robin format. So in this scenario, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma will all finish with two losses. The conference records of the three or more teams will be compared against the remaining teams in the conference standings from top to bottom. When comparing against the remaining teams in the conference standings, any two-way ties will be broken by head-to-head competition before the comparisons begin. The problem is they all would have beaten each other. There would be no, like, that. that won't work. To B, if more than a two-way tie exists amongst the remaining teams in the conversation, the record against the collective tied teams as a group will be used. So, so what they're talking about there, Philip, is say, yeah. say for example, if Kansas State and West Virginia tied for fourth, then whoever won that head-to-head matchup would be considered fourth, and that's whose record that they would choose. So, yeah, if the records of the three or more teams will be compared against the remaining teams in the conference. So, basically, yeah. Uh, score Three, scoring differential among the tied teams. The team or teams with the lowest difference between points scored and points allowed in games versus the tied teams is eliminated from consideration. That's the third place move. Fourth place is draw. <laughs> Which I really hope is just like... Be very, very chaotic. <laughs> yes. I, I, I get the feeling this is going to come down to a who... who which team didn't beat whoever finishes in fourth place. And so it's going to come down to who finishes in fourth, Texas or Kansas State. And this is the difference between you and I, Andy. We all agree. I think Iowa State beats Texas. Yes, we all we all think so. In this scenario to work, yeah. I think that's what happens. I don't know if I should say it's fine. yes. Uh, Iowa State. I don't know if you should say So yes. let's, rem- let's examine the remaining schedules real quick. Uh, Iowa State has Baylor, Kansas State, 
at Texas and West Virginia. So three home games and a road game at Texas. Not not easy to win down in Austin. And Iowa State hasn't. I don't, when, have, when's the last time Iowa State won in Austin? It's been a minute, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's been a while. Texas' remaining schedule. West Virginia at Kansas. Iowa State at Kansas State. Kansas State's remaining schedule. Oklahoma State at Iowa State at Baylor and Texas. My guess is Texas loses to Iowa State but wins the other three. My guess is that Iowa State loses a game, and I kind of agree with you. I don't think they lose to Baylor. I don't think they lose to Kansas State because that would throw all of this into a tizzy. West Virginia makes the most sense if they're going to lose another game. Maybe they don't. Maybe Iowa State just doesn't want to lose another game and it doesn't matter. So it's Iowa State goes and then it's OU over Oklahoma State because they OU would have that tiebreaker. That's a real possibility. I just think Iowa State's going to lose another game. Uh, Kansas State's going to lose to Oklahoma State. Iowa State, Texas, and be knocked out. Look, there's a lot of football to be played, and this is probably not what's really going to happen. But the only thing I can feel good about saying is that somehow Oklahoma is going to win the Big 12 Conference, and I know none of us want to say it. And I know this is a Big 12 podcast, so we're supposed to be fair and equal to everybody. But look, OU fans, like I understand from everyone who's not an OU fan, like it, everyone would like to see someone other than Oklahoma win it once. Not Baylor, preferably, but even Baylor. So... Mm. No, no, not Baylor. Anyone not named Oklahoma. Okay, let's just let's just that's the reality of the statement. Um, so, don't know what's going to happen. That's how I feel things are. Um, any obviously Jamie is riding with her Oklahoma State Iowa State Big Twelve title game. Andy, are you sticking with that prediction, or would you like to make a change at this point? I'm sticking with it. I I don't see enough yet for me to jump off of it. So. You know, it's going to be really funny, though, if Kansas State, Texas, and West Virginia all tie there, and then they end up having to go down to, like, who, like what the record is against, like, TCU or Baylor or Texas Tech. I mean, like, if that's what it comes down to, to determine who makes it to the Big 12 title game, I am just going to absolutely, like, flip my lips. I, hope we get, I just hope we get to it. draw, and I hope, I just, but draw is actually literally, like, we're all going to, we're going to put three targets at, at 30 paces, and whoever has the best shot... <laughs> Using their mascot uh, wins. <laughs> what could be more archery, dude? It's 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 got to be archery. This is the Big Twelve. Like, we use guns. It's like the Hunger Games. Okay. No. All right, calm down, Katniss. All right. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> look. Okay. Uh, at, at work, we had a bunch of people that did Robin Hood as their like team costume okay and so i'm just thinking of robin hood and the disney one where oh, i was just say you know, disney that, or kevin that, that costner archery contest no no disney we don't disney. we don't count russell crowe so <laughs> it's pretty much disney or kevin costner that's that's if you're gonna watch robin hood those oh i'm sorry disney kevin costner or mel brooks disney men in tights tight tights um okay <laughs> You know a really good way. Gonna make that myself. <laughs> you know a really good way to sit down and try and read through the Big Twelve tiebreaker championship scenarios with a hot cup of lazy and fair coffee. coffee. Yes, yes, coffee. Uh, lazy fair coffee. Uh, <laughs> ethically sourced beans from around the world, roasted right in the heart of Big Twelve country. This stuff is delicious. And look, I'm just going to say it. Like, If you are a coffee fan, you're going to love it. If you have a family member or a friend who is a coffee fan and you're trying to figure out what to get them for the holiday season because it is officially November and you should probably be thinking about that now, not on December 23rd because delivery is not that fast. Um, 
you might want to go ahead and hit up Lazy Fair Coffee, L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R Coffee, and grab a couple bags to give to friends and family. I have family member who's a big coffee fan. I'm going to be buying him a bag. I'll probably get him the Good Morning Vietnam. I know how much he loves a really good kick in the pants in the morning. And since I've had Good Morning Vietnam literally described as black napalm, um, I think I might think he might he might enjoy that. He might enjoy that while he goes out hunting. He's a big hunting guy. He likes to go out in the cold and hunt. Um, nice hot cup of Good Morning Vietnam is probably right for him. So go to lazyfaircoffee.com. I'm not going to spell it for you again. You should figure it out by now if you've been listening to the show for a while. Grab a bag or two. Maybe you want to get the dry rub. It's really tasty. Maybe you want to use the body scrub. Jamie is a fan and an advocate of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. The promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2. Get 10% off your order. If you live in the DFW area, you get free delivery on your order. So that's just another reason you should probably go ahead and get yourself a nice bag. Again, five different flavors. Cafe Cubano, Good Morning Vietnam, Honduran Surprise, Cafe New Guinea, Tanzanian Delight. There's something here for everyone who likes coffee. So go get yourself a couple bags. 1012 gets you 10% off. Enjoy a nice hot cup of Lazy Fair Coffee uh, the next time you pour one. All right, so let's wrap up our, our Monday episode the same way we do every week. Looking to the week ahead. Um, this Oklahoma State-Kansas State matchup, a little bit less exciting than it was going to be after both teams lose this past weekend. Uh, we also have West Virginia at Texas. Uh, more interesting after both teams won. Kansas-Oklahoma, uh, same amount of interest as normal uh, Kansas games. Texas Tech at TCU. Eh. Baylor at Iowa State. Eh. So, as we always do, and I would prefer you not pick your team, but if you feel so inclined to do so, whatever. Uh, Andy, which game are you looking forward to most this weekend? Wait, you mean I, I can't pick KU getting absolutely creamed by Oklahoma? I mean, if that's okay. if you're just a masochistic no. son of a bitch, sure. I mean, I have been called that before, but no, I'm, that's not the, the route that I'm going here. Um, yeah, you know, it's I, I'm actually looking forward to this slate because I think there are several games here that are at least going to be interesting. Um, you know, I mean... That that Texas Tech TCU game again. It's one can can TCU build on it or build on the momentum they seem to have gotten against Baylor. Um, but you know, I think we're going to start out early with probably the best game of the weekend is going to be that that West Virginia Texas game. Sure, Oklahoma State and Kansas State. A lot of people I think are probably going to be pointing to that one, but it's I don't know. I don't I don't believe in Kansas State. I think they fall off a cliff from here. But I can understand why people might be interested in that one. West Virginia is a team on the rise. Texas is a team that. Somehow is now ranked. I don't know why. I don't really think that they should be, but they are ranked 22 coming into this They're game. They're 4-2. So, and two, like, I understand. It doesn't matter because it's 2020. Agreed. Agreed. That's why I'm a little surprised. But then again, I, I guess people were just looking for any excuse to make Texas back in the rankings. So, um, but no, I mean, I think, I think this is another game. I don't think the lines are out yet, but uh, West Virginia probably should be favored in this one um, after the way that, that they demolished Kansas State. But I'm guessing that Texas will end up being favored just because it's Vegas and they want people to bet that way. So um, I, I think that West Virginia is probably the better team. And I think this is going to be a, a good game. It'll be a, clo- a little bit closer than I would like to admit. But uh, I just I think that West Virginia is going to get a pretty big win here to uh, bump themselves up and, and knock Texas into the back half of the Big 12. Just just to let you know, hold on real quick, Jamie. Uh, Texas opened as an 11 point favorite. That line is now down to seven and a half or eight and a half, depending upon where you go. Okay, so ESPN doesn't have the lines up here, but I guess other people do. <laughs> I know where to get them. We do a, a pick show every Thursday for those who very, very true. listen to that or, or have not done so yet. Uh, Jamie, which game are you picking here? Um, I, I'm i not ready 
ready to say that K-State's about to fall off a cliff. They very well may. And then we can kind of have them fall off our radar unless we get into crazy uh, end of season scenarios. And then we can maybe pay them a little bit of mind again. However, I'm not ready to say that that's for sure happening yet. Um, I think that Oklahoma State, K-State will be kind of the decider on that one. If K-State shows up, maybe we have to pay a little bit of attention to them. If they do not, then yeah, it's it's back to kind of the big three there at the top of the conference. So um, that's what I'll be most interested in. Um, I don't know how much I'll be able to watch. I will be traipsing around outside uh, in thankfully very nice weather for my engagement pictures. So the only game I will for sure be able to watch will be the one that comes after it is very nice and dark. So at least I will be able to watch my Baylor Iowa State. Are you going to be wearing your uh, Iowa Hawkeye shirt? Hey, now that was told to you in confidence. Okay. Uh, I will be wearing my home field apparel, Iowa state shirt for my Cyhawk pictures with my Iowa Hawkeye fiance. But yeah, if anyone ever doubts that I can look outside of my own little bubble of a team, I do own a Hawkeye shirt and I own two Toledo rocket shirts and I have a Colorado state shirt, two Colorado state shirts for my parents' alma maters. So, so I'm well-rounded. So what I just heard out of all of that is that Jamie is about to be an Iowa state Hawkeye family. So yeah, yeah that is, that we're, is a big joke that we have over at, at Red Rock Jock Talk. We take every opportunity we can to call Iowa state the Hawkeyes. Thanks to ESPN. Um, so yes, yeah. yeah. I'm just glad to have it confirmed. Times- yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised how many times we've walked into a, a hotel for, like, a actual Iowa State event, and, you know, there's there's a non-zero amount of times that it's been the Hawkeyes. No. Talking about speaking things non-zero. into existence. Non-zero. Non-zero. Um, look, it's hard not to say either Oklahoma State, Kansas State, or West Virginia, Texas. Both games have a big impact on... The conference standings, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, especially. I mean, obviously, uh, but since I'm not supposed to pick my team and my tech team is Oklahoma State, I am interested in West Virginia, Texas. That is a that is a big game. I mean, Texas is still in the running with just two losses. West Virginia, two losses, and after the win over Kansas State, they have that tiebreaker there for themselves. Um, so that is a big a big game as well. So I mean, you got 11 a.m. on ABC, West Virginia, Texas, it's a big game. Oklahoma State, Kansas State at three is a big game, and then after that, I mean, Baylor, Iowa State is interesting. Just because you want to see if if just how bad Baylor is, have they really just fallen off? Are they just going to nosedive through the rest of the season? Can TCU bounce back? Um, or sorry, not bounce back, but can TCU continue to to play well? Or was it just a situation of they beat the two teams they hate the most? Um, and so we'll have some interesting games. But I obviously the two games that have the most impact on the conference standings and the race for the championship game are the two biggest games we got to be watching. And luckily, we get one at eleven, one at three, so we got plenty of time to watch both. Uh, whichever one you guys plan to watch on Saturday, I hope you enjoy them all. Enjoy all of the games. We'll, of course, be back on Thursday to make picks with Daniel and Chris. I had another winning week, so I'm pumped. Chris had an awesome week. Um, so we will be back on Thursday, 6 a.m. as usual. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E, and the number 12 for podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram. We have Instagram Lives every Wednesday. It's 1012pod, ten one two pod our good friends Andy and Jamie here also have Twitter accounts and things that they like to plug. So, Andy? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at AndyMitz12. And uh, 
right now I'm still trying to deal with Twitter not liking my podcast account right now, or I would send you guys over there as well. But you can catch all my KU work over at Rock Shop Talk, um, and I do write occasionally for the Land Grant Gauntlet as well. And I'm on Twitter at jsteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z. Tweet a lot of memes, uh, frequently related to sports, also sometimes not. You get what you get. Yeah, you get what you get. I think that's pretty much the best way to describe all of us. So follow us on Twitter, follow them on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Leave us five stars. uh, Leave us a positive review. We would appreciate it. We would love to read a new one here on the pod. Uh, Homefield Apparel. 20% 20% off with 1012. Uh, Lazy Fair Coffee, 10% off with 1012. And again, we'll be back on Thursday, so you guys enjoy your week until then. Podcast Network.